Today, you are listening to Think Again Christian, where pop culture and Christian traditions collide with biblical truth. Sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, pastor of Ravensdale Bible Church and superintendent of Rainier Christian Schools, Tony Jamie. Rethinking and re-examining concepts, ideas, traditions, and challenging your beliefs from American pop culture and your own Christian denominational circles. How? By the renewing of your mind through God's Word and open radio conversation. Well, supposedly over 3,000 years ago, the Greeks and the men of Troy were, were at war. Homer's The Iliad gives us an account of this story, and in his book of poetry, really, uh, the most significant part of the the Ten Year War isn't Hector, Paris, Helen, or, or even Achilles. It's the Trojan Horse. The Greeks were were not able to to conquer the the great walls of Troy. So, in order to fool the people of Troy, they they built a giant wooden horse and and presented it to the city as as a gift. Unknown to them, hiding inside this giant wooden horse, however, were were several Greek soldiers. And uh, the people of Troy accepted the gift innocently and, and pulled it into the city. And later that night, when everybody was asleep, uh, the Greek soldiers in the giant wooden horse came out and surprised the city of Troy, thus sacking and burning the once unconquered mighty Troy. Well, in a real sense, today the the evangelical church has has allowed several types of of Trojan horses uh, into the church through ideologies, beliefs, um, systems, ideals, ethics, morality um, that have have again not not come with force, not come straight on, but but have have sneaked into the church. Some are political, some are religious, nationalistic, philosophical, and even mystical, and so on. So today I want to talk about about mythology a, a little bit. It's always been a, a God type of substitute, but today's Trojan horse has, has a new attack on, on Christianity. Well, what is mythology? You know, myths are... Are, are are common to to all cultures and are are known as folklore, or tales, traditions, stories, and and they're passed from generation to generation, and uh, many times in you know good spirit and and fun, and um, not really even intended to be known as truth. But now, as time has gone by, it's it's kind of blurry. I mean, the the fact that the the Trojan War is argued and debated, and you know what part of it is real and what part of it is just myth is uh, is is proof. They usually have mighty heroes, awesome villains. I mean, what's a good story without a a Darth Vader type villain, right? And and, and they re- recount just some spectacular events. So they they've got all the good makings uh, of a good book or or even a great movie. Now, for years, I've been, you know, just wanting to spend some time to investigate the the tales of the 
the Greek and Roman gods. Like many of you, my, my understanding is, is very passive at best, and the, the line between fact and fiction is very fuzzy. And, you know, I've just, you know, you spend a couple weeks or months in school in a section of mythology, and that's about it. And as I mentioned, maybe you've seen some movies. Now, tales about the, the Trojan War have, have been outlined uh, for, for a long time. And, you know, as, as I mentioned, uh, they're, they're still debated as to how much, if any, of the story is even true. And to be honest, how many of you right now thought that the, the, the story was an actual historical event? Well, just one of many great myths found in Homer's classic, The Odyssey. Um, how about the, the, the warring men-haters, who were a nation of mighty women, all warriors known as the Amazons, right? Sorry, ladies, just a myth. And I hate to break it to you, but unicorns don't exist either, right? Now, I find it fascinating that, that Greek and Roman mythology is generally supposed uh, to show us the way the human race thought and felt untold ages ago. And through it, we are supposed to uh, retrace the path from uncivilized man to uh, men of, of reason and, and rationality and, and philosophy, ergo Greek philosophers, right? When these stories were being shaped, we, we must understand that little distinction had been made between the real and the unreal. It really didn't matter as long as the moral of the story came through. And we've even heard that phrase, you know, what's the moral of the story, right? And that's the point. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. Now, the imagination was vividly alive and not checked by, by reason. So, so although real places were named and explanations for real things like creation, spiders, thunder, lightning, love, uh, they were described um, – as reality, but very subjective. Now, the Greeks, unlike the Egyptians, made their gods in their own image. The Greeks would then personify man as being the perfect man, the glorious man, the chiseled abs, the beautiful face, right? But they were still a man, and the gods were made in man's image. Great twist of Scripture. Well, the Egyptians, they... They would, you know, kind of combine man and maybe animals. And the Egyptian gods had no semblance of reality. They were, unlike all living things, a woman with a, a cat's head, men with birds' heads, lions with bulls' heads, and, and maybe they had the wings of eagles. So they were deliberately made inhuman and still thus mysterious. Greek mythology humanized the entire world. Men were were freed from the paralyzing fear of an omnipotent, unknowing God. The, the terrifying, incomprehensible, which were, were worshipped uh, elsewhere with, with fear. Now, that wasn't, the so, that wasn't so with, with the Greeks. Now, the Greeks were, wanted to be you know, relatable to the gods. In fact, the, the gods were very much like, like us. The, the Trojan horse at the time was able to sneak in a, a completely change the, the perspective of man and deity. And so gods were now weak, just like humans. They, they had anger. They had jealousy. They even committed adultery. The gods would come down and 
have relations with with humans and thus creating other little gods. So imagine if, like all cultures and civilizations, the Bible then is just a collection of of tales and myths, meaning no harm, just trying to espouse good morality. And the Red Sea, David and Goliath, the tales of Samson, Jonah, and the big fish's mouth, Jesus walking on water, performing miracles, all these then are just another collection of of great stories like Grimm's fairy tales. I mean, you understand that's how most of the world sees the Bible. They see the Bible as a big book of collection of myths and fairy tales. And why not? I mean, just like the Greeks, the Greeks had their gods, the Romans had their gods and their tales. So this is just another form of that. Well, that's exactly what academia wants you to believe. They, they want to look at the Bible not as an accurate historical scientific document written by God, but just a good book of morals and tales. Now, years ago, the Trojan horse entered the, the first academic institutions in the, in, in the world, and it infiltrated schools and seminaries that were, at the time, the best, most elite in the world, and they transformed them. All of our original Ivy League schools were all Bible-believing seminaries. The whole point and purpose of those institutions was to train men of God to go uh, preach and be pastors. Well, how did that change? Well, the Trojan horse came in. And so we, we see it today. And, you know, when you think of the Ivy League, you think of Harvard, Yale, Princeton. And these are the most liberal, the most attacking of the Bible uh, institutions in the world today. I, I recently listened to a, a lecture from a professor at Yale, and the, and the title was Myths of the Bible, Myths of the Bible. Now, this is a professor who studied and or taught at Cal Berkeley, Yale, Harvard, Princeton. I mean, these are the highest institutions in America, supposedly. And understand, you have to understand that they still have biblical studies and seminaries today, but they only accept professors who actually, get this, don't believe in the Bible. I mean, you can't actually really believe in the Bible and be a a, a, a legitimate student at Harvard. And so their whole, whole point and purpose is to, to try to write uh, journal articles on the myths of the Bible and the inaccuracies in the Bible. That's the Trojan horse. The Trojan horses, they come to us with, no, 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 this is academics. This is good study. This is legitimate facts. And they come at us from Princeton, Harvard, Yale, Berkeley, and they claim to be seeking truth when, in fact, they're, uh, they're just undermining the Scripture. That's like, that's like offering a, a, an English course or an English uh, uh, major in your school, and, and you walk through, and you're going to learn English, and the whole course is on Spanish. That's exactly what they do. So this is what's taken place. And, and the myths are, are then treated with respect. 
you know, just turn on the History Channel. The History Channel is like the complete opposite of history. It's amazing. They will take in every myth, every fable, every folklore, bring it in as fact to weigh it then against the Bible. And that then is given more uh, credence than, than the Bible itself. And so the Bible then is is treated as folklore and just silly children's tales. What a great diversion by Satan. If there is no real, then it's all myth. And so when we come back, we'll take a closer look at the Trojan War. Since their small beginnings in 1963, the ministry of Rainier Christian Schools has been dedicated to educating and developing each of their students for the glory of God. And it's more than just a school. Rainier Christian Schools is actually an entire school district, with three schools serving the areas of Kent, Auburn, Covington, Renton, and Maple Valley. The Christ-centered environment weaves God's truth through everything they do, from top-notch academics all the way through their competitive sports programs. Learn more at RainierCSD.org or call 425-255-7273. That's 425-255-7273. Contact Rainier Christian Schools today. Welcome back. You're listening to Think Again Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools. And now your host, Tony Jamie. Well, today we're talking about the Trojan horse, and I don't mean the, the horse from the Trojan War and Homer's Iliad. And for all of you ex-Husky football fans, I don't mean the Trojan horse from USC running around in circles every time we score a touchdown on you. No, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the idea, the idea of ideas, the idea of concepts, philosophies, false religions, really satanic deception coming in, sneaking into into your backyard, into your living room. And, and so we see this happen all the time. And just like the, the Trojan War, they, they, they can't come to us directly and argue or debate or, or take cause against the Bible. So the best way to do it is to come indirectly, to sneak in, to come in as a, as a trick, as a, as a gift. And then once inside the camp, once inside the church, once inside your home through a magic box known as a TV, then they can infiltrate all kinds of deceptions and trickeries. And so we're looking at the Trojan horse. We're looking at even something like Greek mythology and how in, in producing such tales and such stories, it, it, it confuses the, the real with the unreal, thus creating an argument and a, a, a system to where we could also then look at the Bible and say, you know, the Bible's no different than than the stories of the, the Greeks and the Romans. And, you know, every, every culture is trying to create its own folklore and reasons for morality and order and justice. And so, you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you don't have to believe in the whole Bible, right? Well, no, you do. And you do because the Bible says you do. And the Bible claims to be the word of God. Over 3,000 times the Bible claims, thus saith the Lord. And so... Because the, the, the Bible is self-authoritative, either you take it at that face value or you don't. But it's not a myth. Now, in the video on myths of the Bible that I was uh, talking about earlier, I was actually shocked by some of the claims. The, the first one was that the Bible, get this, this is a myth. 
The Bible isn't a book. Okay, so if you're at home and you have a Bible, pick that thing up and you're not looking at a book. So if a Bible isn't a book, then I, then I guess I don't know what a book is. That's incredible. You know, it, it's funny. We, we, we can, you know, Bruce Jenner can say, you know, I'm not a man. And, and we say, okay, oops, sorry. Shouldn't have gone there. Right. Um, but look, in, instead the, the book is, the book is a library. What's a library? A collection of books. I mean, do you understand the extent that people go to, 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 you know, wish away the, the authenticity of the scriptures? The next claim was that the, the Bible wasn't for children. Now, now I understand that the Bible deals with some very mature issues. Um, you know, it talks about death, there's, you know, wars, there's adultery, there's, there's hell. Um, but the Bible instructs its readers to teach and instruct children with it. Deuteronomy 6, you know, as we wake up and rise up, we're supposed to teach and train our children. And I will tell you this, having children myself, the Bible is very gentle when dealing with these subjects. It's amazing when, when you think of terms, how do I, how do I exactly deal with, you know, sexuality with my kids and stuff? You know, there's no gentler turn than, and he knew her. I mean, the Bible is gentle and, and, and sensitive to that. It's a perfect book to read. And don't forget that many uh, religions over time have really tried to push people away from reading the Scripture. It's a great place for Satan to have, uh, you know, people as in a place of ignorance. Oh, I know things of the Bible, but I've never actually read it. Well, next, the professor claimed that the Bible uh, isn't a book on theology or religion. It's not a book on theology or religion. religion. It's, it's just an account of the Jewish people. Again, this is the, the Trojan horse reversing what is actually taking place in the Scriptures because the Bible actually is from God, and it's actually a book about God and then his people. And, and so, again, it may be a, a, a subtle twist, but the Bible, the Bible isn't really about the Jewish people. It's about God and how he relates to the Jewish people, how he's chosen the Jewish people, how he's used the Jewish people, how he's saved the Jewish people. It's not about them in particular, though. And then if she claims that it's not about theology or religion, I mean, maybe she should go back and read Leviticus and Deuteronomy, the books that are actually called the law and the second law. Fascinating how smart people can be so foolish. Finally, she states that God is not the author, that Bible is not written by, by God. Now, again, I understand that there were authors, human authors that pen the scriptures. I understand that in, in the Holy Spirit that God was able to use characteristics and, 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 and the people who wrote it, they had personality. But the Bible over and over and over again claims, thus saith the Lord, 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God. 2 Peter 1.20, all scripture came from, from God and not of man's interpretation. And, and so it's very important that we understand whether you believe it or not that the Bible's written by God. The Bible claims it is. And so nobody on the outside of, of the Bible uh, should be contradicting that. Well, the greatest Trojan horse that we've seen is, has really come through the public school. Uh, every belief, every view is, is welcome to study in public education openly. Well, except for one, the Bible. 
biblical Christianity. You can talk about anything except that. You can talk about the plurality of all kinds of religions, uh, inclusion of worldly philosophies, acceptance of all kinds of moral practices are are paraded throughout schools and campuses and, and accepted, and, and you better have tolerance. Well, except for tolerance for Christianity. There's nothing now that's, that's, that's real except really being against what the Bible teaches. The Bible mentions things like astrology and fortune-telling and witchcraft and psychology and myths and, and other false religions, which is why Israel was warned to, to stay away, to stay separate from not intermarrying because the ideas would, would infiltrate the camp. The, the idea of giving God's glory to other gods was a, was a central theme in the Exodus account and, and the ten plagues. The ten plagues were actually little mini battles or wars against false gods. Recently, I was asked about Greek and Roman gods being real. You know, uh, you know the, the Roman gods, Jupiter, the king of the gods, Neptune, the king of the sea, Mars, the god of wars, you know, the Greeks, you've got your Aphrodite, the goddess of love and beauty, Apollo, the god of music, prophecy, healing. Now, are you listening to these attributes and these characteristics? Hades, the god of the underworld, Zeus, the god of all gods who sits on Mount Olympus. Notice the functions, the attributes, the authority of nature. All of these are attributes taken away from the Lord God Almighty and then given individually to other created false gods. So there had to be an explanation for love. There had to be an explanation for the sea. There had to be an explanation for who's really the God, the one true and only God. So believe in anything you want to believe in, just not biblical Christianity. And so they took away from our Lord and gave it to man and other gods, anything, anybody, but our true master, our maker. Well, the Trojan horse has replaced God and not only God, but the Bible. If you can get rid of the Bible, well, then you have no way of understanding who God is, because the Bible is is the true biblical, historical, spiritual account of who God is. So if you don't have to believe in the Bible and you don't read it, well, then you don't have a leg to stand on. If the Bible is just another myth, another philosophy. Well, we can debate myths. We can debate philosophy. Do I really need to listen to that old, outdated scripture? No. I don't. We can explain away what the, what the Bible is, is trying to teach us. And in fact, then, in essence, any argument is a good argument, and anybody can debate the Bible, and anybody can then create their own version, which is exactly what we see today. It's like the Greek and the Roman gods who created gods in man's image. Mankind wants to change what the Bible says in order to conform to God into man's way. We want God to be like man. And if it doesn't make sense to us as humans, if it's too hard, if we don't like it, well, then we explain it away. And there's no fight, no battle, just this free gift of an idea, uh, 
to match with your version of Christianity. And the Trojan horse just slides right in. You, you don't have to fight. Just, just accept both beliefs. Put the Trojan horse right there. Remember, the Lord gave us a gift, his word, his law, his way. Follow it. Rules are made to govern order to create safety, structure, standards. So trust God, not fads. We have a, a saying, if it's new, it's probably not true. Right? So before you conform to the popular, before you rewrite your Bible, beware of the Trojan horse. Be exclusive. Keep the doors closed. Think again, Christian. You've been listening to Think Again, Christian, sponsored by Rainier Christian Schools and Tony Jamie. Rainier Christian Schools serves preschool through high school with three locations in the Renton, Maple Valley, Covington, Kent, and Auburn areas. For more information about Rainier Christian Schools, www.rainiercsd.org or call 425-255-7273.